do, do not, not adjust, adjust your computer, computer screen. screen. If, if your mind were changing, stories set to a theme, think outside, Universe Box. I am afraid, oh I am so afraid, the cold black fear is clutching me tonight. As long ago when they would take the light and leave the little child who would have prayed, frozen and sleepless at the thought of death, my heart that beats too fast will rest too soon, I shall not know if it be night or noon. Yet shall I struggle in the dark for breath? Will no one fight the terror for my sake? The heavy darkness that no dawn will break? How can they leave me in that dark alone? Who loved the joy of light and warmth so much and thrilled with the sense of sound? Touch! How can they shut me underneath a stove? From the heavens to your ears, this is Universe Box, and we're here to freak you out. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne Marie Simone. And we're back for another wonderful episode. Uh, I don't know if you guys are watching on the video. We're a little made up. Well, there's a little costume in here. I'll, I'll, de- I'll definitely be including a picture of us in the show notes. Uh, here, let me turn off my phone real quick. I just wanted to tweet it out, but I wanted to be surprised. Uh, I'm dressed like a clown. Anne Marie's dressed like a zombie, dead person Zombie, thing. goth girl, it's whatever. Scary things, scary. oddly enough. Uh, but we'll talk about that in just uh, uno momento. First, we had a couple of announcements we wanted to talk about right up here at the top of the podcast. Uh, first off, we uh, now have uh, one of those fancy uh, Patreons, uh, Ooh, Patreon. if, if you're familiar. Ba- basically, this is uh, a way uh, for us uh, to k- kind of get, get a little money back on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, without having to include any advertisements or anything, which we haven't yet in this one. No, we haven't. A- and yet. part of the reason was we were uh, getting ready to set this up here, but it- it- it's it's kind of like a subscription, I guess. A little bit. You could yep. say. It's a monthly. You give us a couple bucks a month and uh, mm-hmm. we keep giving you more and more content yeah and it covers all three of our podcasts uh, this one universe box greetings from storybrook legends of gotham and there's some uh, some rewards like a uh, hundred bucks is a uh, no ads uh, on any of our podcasts on any we'll of our done. podcasts if we get a hundred bucks a month from all of you wonderful people and we're already at what 58 56 yeah 58 dollars so we're almost there yeah we already hit our first milestone actually which means we're gonna have a monthly hangout with our listeners uh so keeping the ear out for that and which we will also- be similar to the one that we're doing after the show definitely definitely uh good 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 call on uh reminding people of that yeah we're going to be sticking around a little bit after the show to uh kind of plan out our next 10 episodes uh briefly with you guys and uh there's a lot of rewards too uh we can send you a, a well for one you get uh, all the dog boy books and all of my books uh dog boy adventures and all of the podcasts we've ever recorded for free uh just for donating like 10 cents you can donate 10 cents and we'll also um we'll make an mp3 of us singing a song for you badly, Very uh, badly. We'll, i'll make a horrible sketch for you we'll write we'll each write sit down and write you a personal letter all the way up to uh even being included on a special podcast with us that you pick the topic for yes which could be really interesting so if you want to check that out it's in our show notes but you can also get to it at patreon.com slash universe box okay so uh let's see what's in the box this week this week okay hold on let me move my vino (laughs) move the vino okay gotta move the vino got to move the vino well if you hadn't guessed it from our scary costumes this week we're talking about fear fear. 
Uh, so first off, we'll wind up the music box to sh- scare, share our favorite scary songs. There's That's the music, music box. box. <laughs> the, my camera. Uh, next, we'll pull out some questions you submitted through the idea box. I, and uh, we'll, we also have Rebecca. <laughs> and then finally, we'll look into the wonder box to slice and dice the 1996 film Scream. Scream. Ah! Ah! Do you like scary movies? No, not really. Neither do I. But we're, we're reviewing one this episode, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I guess we should start with the music box. Hi, Mary. Okay, let's start with the music box. Okay, so uh, we were uh, going to do just like a generic, uh, these are scary songs we both like playlist. But then uh, last night I was surfing around online and I found a list that is pretty spooky, actually. Um, it's actually the list <laughs> of songs that uh, the CIA uses when they torture people to uh, get them to talk, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they released this uh, list of 10 songs. So we decided uh, we'd go ahead and put together a playlist for you and tell you about it. And you can also, you can get the YouTube playlist at bit.ly slash songs to torture by. <laughs> or you can just uh, look for it in our show notes. But here, let's see here. First up is a Prince's Raspberry Beret. I hate this song. Do you? Hate it. This would torture me. It's it's definitely probably the worst one off that album for sure. It's I'm, off I'm, one of his earlier albums. People who are not a fan of Prince. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I like Prince as a mu- musician. His his music can is kind of hit or miss with me. It's always miss. For me. But but the chorus is very repetitive. I believe it's just that phrase, Raspberry Beret, Raspberry Beret. Which, which is, is why it's torture. Yeah, it totally makes sense why they're using it for torture. Okay, let's see. Next up, in number two is – and I'm not really familiar with this song. I, I, I listened to a little clip of it, but it's Matchbox, tw- Matchbox 20, uh, Cold. I don't know how it goes. It sounded like every other Matchbox 20 song i've ever heard hmm. yeah without words it's not really helpful yeah. but thank you but i i maybe maybe the cia cia just has something against rob thomas or something i don't know oh, rob thomas and uh, this one makes a lot of sense i actually was expecting a a purple children's show uh <laughs> barney the dinosaur to make the list but it didn't instead the theme song to sesame street sunny days making the Clouds away. <laughs> Snuffy's imaginary, but no one cares anymore. Can no. you tell me how I got how I got to Sesame Street? So yeah, obviously You're very re- repetitive, very sing songy. Uh, so it Very would make made a, for three year olds. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense that they would use it to torture. Okay. Next up is David Gray's Babylon. Oh, which Babylon, 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 like Bruce Springsteen without any bite, right? I wonder if there's like I wonder if because I've never done like a lyrical interpretation of the song. I wonder if there's some sort of like because I think a couple of these have a political message. Yeah, I'm thinking the next one does. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and. Get right up to that one. Yeah, and I guess this would be pretty good for uh, torturing insurgents. Uh, Neil Diamond's America. <laughs> Go everywhere around the world. We're, we're coming to America. America. And this is how we're trying to flout the copyright law so YouTube won't take us down. It's just <laughs> by singing them, the song. Singing them badly. But I really hope that they show the uh, – I actually pulled a live version no. for the playlist and he's wearing this wonderful jumpsuit. Of I, course I, he is. It's Neil Diamond. I really hope any torturing they're doing, they're, they're showing the video with the jumpsuit. For sure. Now, this one and actually uh, – this one I actually got knocked out to once. Oh, I actually 
he lost. Is this one you lost the tooth to? Uh, no, no, oh. it's not the no. You know, I broke, chipped the tooth. Chipped whatever, the tooth. whatever. You needed a new one. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the. Ah! Uh, yes, drowning <laughs> pool bodies. But no, I, I saw these guys at Warp Tour. Uh, the two years they were touring before the lead singer <laughs> passed away, and uh, it basically I got dropped on my head during their set, oh and I, I woke up on the other side of the barrier, being held by like held like this by a security guard. And I weighed like two thirty or two forty then, so he was a big security. I'm guard sure they were like, we need the big one. Yeah, but obviously that would probably uh, cause uh, may, may, make a insurgent or someone they wanted information from feel a little intimidated. A little bit, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, let's see here. Next up is Christina Aguilera. Dirty. Dirty. We may have had a dance to this <laughs> in college oh. for serenades. Not, not we. Not me. We. And her. We being you being your sorority. sorority. <laughs> throw what you know. Make me da-da. No, but uh, also very repetitive. Uh, but they're all repetitive. That's what mm-hmm. is torture. Uh, yeah. Bobby Hawk thinks that all EDM is torture. <laughs> Agreed. Fair enough. Okay, now this one actually is a very pleasant song, and I don't think it would get on my nerves at all. Like over repeated listenings, yes, it is would. Enter Sandman Man by Metallica. I'm pretty sure it's on like acid light. <laughs> Maybe it's just the riff. <laughs> Tell me if this gets annoying. If they get to drink, it's okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so that's the limit. That's There's the, the limit. limit. About seven times through the riff. Fair enough. Okay, now this one, again... I, and I, they, I, I guess they use the full album too. Oh, and I like this music. Saturday Night Fever. Well, you can tell by the way I move and walk. I'm ladies' man. No time to talk. You can't drive. You can't sing. There's a reason I don't sing. I'm sorry, guys. Same here. <laughs> but uh, no, the entire uh, says B- the musician who has an album. Fiji's too, uh, <laughs> exactly. in a live one. Uh, Fiji's soundtrack uh, for Saturday Night Fever. Okay, and uh, last. Last one. Uh, uh, can we get a drum roll? And the last song to torture by is Eminem. Slim Shady is on the real shady. All those other Slim Shadies are just imitating. Won't the real please Slim Shady? Won't the please Shady Slim Shady stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. No, but I may have listened to that album on repeat. I, I I could pr- I, I, I was about to try and do one of the verses, but I, I don't, don't think that's do a good verses. idea. No, no, but it's Eminem's real Slim Shady, and yes, again, very repetitive, very like. Uh, yeah. yeah. More or less. Okay, and uh, just to wrap up the music box here, and again, you can get that playlist, that YouTube playlist, at bit.ly slash songs to torture by. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> well, I know. I get it's it. It's literally what saying. the list is about, right? All so, right. okay, but uh, we figured we'd each share with you, you guys, a song that, uh, a scary song that we like. Uh, and uh, we also have to sing a little no. bit of the song. I don't want to do. sing. Just a little bit. I don't want to sing. Okay. So my song is uh, The Shankill Butchers by The Decemberist. And it goes like, The Shankill Butchers ride tonight. Oh, it's that one. You better hold your something tight. <laughs> but uh, it's this really creepy, like, plotting song. It's kind of like a lullaby, but like a lullaby by someone who's about to kill you. It's really fun. It's really fun. And it's actually based on some actual history. I'll, I'll show the page here See, real yours quick. yours has history. Mine's just... Oof. Yeah, but uh, The Shankill Butchers... 
butchers uh, were actually uh, – and this was uh, fairly recent too. And if you don't know the Decemberists, they, they write kind of a lit rock or lit, oh, lit pop, lit indie rock. What, what did we miss? Um, Bobby said there's a song called Gloomy Sunday that has allegedly caused people to become so depressed that they kill themselves. Oh, wow. That's that's really scary. That would be a very gloomy Sunday. That would be a really gloomy Sunday. But no, the Decemberists, uh, basically they write like miniature novels in song form. <laughs> they're, they're like – they're very in-depth and they're very literary and they, a, a lot of times they're based on real events and real history sort of thing. <laughs> oh, I, it's you, already there. Your, your cameras. Oh, yeah. But uh, the Shankill Butchers uh, were an Ulster loyalist gang, uh, many of whom were uh, members of the Ulster Volunteer Force that was active between 1975 and 1982 in Belfast, Ireland. The fighting Irish. So, you know, back back when they were having that that whole conflict there, uh, I basically the gang, uh, the Shankill Butchers, uh, were notorious for kidnapping and murdering random civilians from the Catholic community. Uh, you know, the whole Protestant Catholic feud that was going on over there at the time. Each was beaten ferociously and had his throat hacked with a butcher's knife. Uh, some were also tortured and attacked with a hatchet. So, yeah, pretty creepy. Ew, and uh, ew, ew. Basically, uh, Colm uh, Malloy, I think his name is, the the writer for The Decemberist, uh, he took this this story and decided to write sort of almost uh, serving the same function as an old fairy tale, you know, just kind of a warning children uh, that if they weren't good and if they didn't obey their parents that the Shanko butchers were going to come and cut them away, which is a line from the song. Oh, that's how you keep the Catholics mm-hmm. in order, folks. Yeah, well, as we all know, parenting through fear is the most effective way to do it, Absolutely. for sure. Okay, Emery, you had a pick, too, Okay, here. my pick is, well, I'm pretty sure almost everybody's going to know this. It's uh, Closer by Nine mm-hmm. Inch Nails. I'm, I'm familiar. I don't really want to sing it. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, no, There's, no. It's also a little hard. No, actually, no, I sang my song. You have to sing Yeah, but your, your song. song's pretty. Mine's like, uh, the video's playing on the, the lyric site. Sorry. Oh. Um, <laughs> don't pausing pausing there's a there's a spinning pig's head okay well i'll sing i'll sing the weird owl version of it okay i want to like an animal i want to you from the inside i want to you like an animal my whole existence is flawed you bring me closer to god it was in a mega mix doing that it was in a mega mix I yeah. wasn't even on camera for that. They did, they missed my air recording. That's best. <laughs> but we all heard that, <laughs> which was painful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, as soon as you hear the mm-hmm. come on, you're just like, I, it's either like you're like into it or like, okay, we can make that go away now. Mm-hmm. Like um, a few summers ago, we were at uh, my friend's pool, like their community pool, and they mm-hmm. kinda had just a radio on. I don't think it was like CDs or anything. And that's turned to come on. I have never <laughs> seen a lifeguard move so fast in my life. Oh, I'm sure. Because we had like five little kids in the pool. And it's like, I'm just going to. We're all I'll like, thank you. Go this radio. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to turn that down for about five minutes. Mm. Um, but it's just so freaky. And like the imagery in the music video, I think, might actually oh, yeah. be scarier. Um, here's um, the list from the wiki. Just mm-hmm. as a quick bit. Um a heart connected to a device that beats to the sound of the music. Yeah. A nude bald woman with a crucifix mask. <laughs> a monkey tied to a cross. As you do. Um, the last one I feel comfortable saying on air, a severed <laughs> pig's head spinning on some type of machine. Yeah, it's a real freaky video. And I mean, all of Nine Inch Nails videos from back then were basically like torture porn sort of stuff. They, yeah. they were like Saw, the movie Saw before Saw. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's my mm-hmm. scary but awesome song. Yeah, and it, it is a good song, too. So I, I enjoy I that like song. It. I like it. It's a good song. 
closer by Nine really Inch Nails. scary and vulgar. And we'll have links to the videos for both of those songs and uh, links to the lyrics if you want to check NSFW. them out. NSFW. NSFW. <laughs> yes. Uh, closer by Nine Inch Nails. Not with the kids around, Mm-mm. probably. Okay. Well, uh, we have some other stuff coming up here. But uh, first, we're going to take a quick uh, look here at a video of uh, – well, we actually had you guys – yeah, or not quite the idea. No, okay. Whatever. Mom, but uh, we, we had you guys send in some uh, – Things that make you afraid, and we also went around and c- collected some and everything. So we put them all together in this little piece, uh, this man on the street piece, and uh, then we'll be back to talk to you guys about more fear. What are you afraid of? Roaches. Ugh. Silence scares me. That's why I podcast. Failing. Blindness. Driving around water, especially driving over a bridge. I'm scared of heights. I am scared of the dark. Slasher movies, they scare me. That's why I love them. I'm scared that our governments are going to continue pushing policies of resource use and exploitation and the human race as well as all other living things on this earth might go extinct as an outcome. Heights. Adulthood. Snakes. 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 Spiders. Elevators. Impromptu interviews. Impromptu interviewing. What are you afraid of? Yes, and thank you yeah, to everyone who sent one everybody. in. Uh, John and Derek uh, from the Gotham TV podcast are our kind of buddy podcast for our Legends of Gotham show, uh, definitely. Like, and and Nicole, Nicole and Michael Lucero mm-hmm. and all sorts of people sent them in. Many so. Chi Omegas that I attacked at a leadership conference. <laughs> and and uh, the conspiracy theorist we had there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when you showed me the video earlier, the, the music behind him was not that scary. It was not like dun 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 dun. No. Um, well, it's fear. So, so. so I know the girl who's scared of elevators mm-hmm. had to ride an elevator that day. Oh, nice. At nice. Least, so you got to see that fear. At least right like three front. times. She's like, you know what I said? We're scared of elevators. I'm like, yep. If you want to eat lunch, you have to take the elevator. <laughs> okay. So what box do we have coming up next, Anne-Marie? The idea box. The idea oh, box. You have to show it to the camera. It's never going to work out. <laughs> idea box. Yay! Idea box. Yes, the idea box where we uh, we take ideas from you guys, the listeners, and uh, discuss them, <sighs> more or less. I, I Also, uh, if you want to submit ideas of your own, and this can be anything. anything. This can be... Uh, topic discussions, uh, ideas for new episodes, uh, things you just want to hear us talk about. I actually finally got a good URL up. It's universebox.com slash ideabox. And I have a I have a whole page up on our new, our shiny new website, too, I guess I should mention. Oh! Yes, uh, but uh, basically, so you just come in here, you type your idea. I'll just type idea, hit submit, boom, we have it. Nice. And uh, then we can uh, put it on the show. Here, I'll show you guys, uh, you live streamers, uh, the new website. You too. live streamers. It's looking pretty sweet. Oh, looks, I like that. Look, looking pretty sweet it's happy it's pretty there's a nice big patreon button on the side <laughs> but uh, obvi- obviously uh patreon.com slash universe box i guess yes, we should get used to saying that mm-hmm. uh but i, I but, so we'll be talking about fear today yes and uh, you guys sent in a few topics for us to talk about concerning fear uh the first question is what's your biggest fear what's your biggest fear amory um failing failing and letting people down mm-hmm. like i'm always constantly 300 percent of the time think i'm letting somebody down uh-huh. or that i'm just sucking at life so <laughs> please send good feedback <laughs> it really like it really makes a difference because mm-hmm. um i've been like this my entire life i'm always mm-hmm always scared that i'm letting somebody out even no matter how many times they tell me no you're you're doing a good job you're doing a good job i always feel like i should be doing better or more and probably also the competitive spirit that's in me um and perfectionistness but i'm mm-hmm. just scared that i'm not doing enough and not doing it well enough yeah how yeah. about you bill what is your <laughs> biggest fear 
I well, yeah, that's a, that's a big one too. Honestly, is a, a fear of failure and stuff. But I, I, I but you're say, awesome. No. Yes. Uh, but I'd say probably my biggest fear is probably people seeing me in a way that I don't see myself, like coming off how I'm not or how I coming off in a, a manner that I don't intend to. Like I it, basically two main things. Like I, 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 I'm always worried about coming off as, as stupid or dumb. And I, I'm all, I am always worried about is coming, coming off across as mean. Like those are two things. Like I, I very much, I never want it to come across as. And when I realize that I've come across that way, it just like messes me up for days. I've seen that happen. Yeah. But, I, I, I think uh, if we have to go into origin stories for our fears or sure. anything, like I, I think probably the fear of uh, being dumb is I, I was treated uh, as I, when I was growing up as, as the dumbest person in the house, more or less. So, and I was made fun of a lot for it within the house. So it, it, it's kind of a situation where it's just like I'm very worried about it. And it's yeah, sore spot. And uh, then as far as being kind, same kind of situation. I was people weren't too kind to me growing up. So yeah. you know, I, I, I never want to want people to see me as someone who's who's mean unless i'm like like that making a big scary face with my clown makeup poor bobby he's scared of dying alone and has the fear of rejection and failure as well mm-hmm. yeah dying alone scary yeah that's like mm-hmm. just you, who wants to be alone like like i, I i've uh I've thought about that too. Like, uh, and, and there's two different way, ways, and I think I think uh, both are sad, sad in different ways. One is like dying alone, as in there's no one in your life, mm-hmm. and you know when you're lay, laying there in your last moments, uh, realizing that there no one's going to care no that you're gonna gone. Ca- yeah. Alternatively, dying alone Literally and alone. knowing those people you care about are out there can and be, can't get to you or, is a very scary thought. That's too. really scary. Well, I mean, I, I and I mean this will probably come up a billion times, but just the thought of dying in general is is a terrifying fear for me mm-hmm. like like you know I, I you know you you keep your head down you go through your life and everything but every once in a while you just get that thought in the back of your head oh i i'm like one uh wild crane like going out of control <laughs> away from not being here anymore a car blowing a tire at the wrong time yeah you know all that stuff so that's i, I think that a lot pulling out of the neighborhood because mm-hmm. um right after we moved here i think it was what two months or something yeah you i got hit totaled the van uh totaled the van <laughs> with all three kids in the car and now literally every time i go out i'm petrified i'm gonna get hit mm-hmm. yeah it's, like it's a been two years blind pull out it's <laughs> horrible it's rough. okay here let's see what's the next question here <sighs> okay amory what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you i lost kid number one at the zoo for about half an hour mm. the atlanta zoo guys it's not exactly <laughs> like dead well yeah uh, fill us in he, um, Who, who's kid number one how kid old number is? one is liam and he's six <laughs> um he's smart but he doesn't like to listen mm-hmm. so but he's six so there you go um we were getting off of the little train that takes you around the zoo and mm-hmm. we're with a group of friends well me another mom sitting a total of five kids between the two of us on uh this past MLK day. Mm-hmm. So there was no school for anybody. So everybody and their brother was there. Um, and we we're walking around the carousel. I did my head count because I'm mm-hmm. constantly counting all of the children, whether it's just mine or if I'm with other people. Um, we And he was there swinging his sweatshirt around his head because it warmed up because it's Atlanta. Um <laughs> And by the time we got to our next turn, which was a hundred yards, like it was nothing. It was literally nothing. Yeah. I did a head count as we were going. I was like, Mary Catherine, where's Liam? Where's Liam? I was like, and at first I got mad Mm -hmm. because I was like, he is playing a game on me. He's done this before. Yeah. When he was two, three, Mm -hmm. the very young three at at best, I lost him at the mall. 
Mm-hmm. It was dead. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it wasn't actually an issue, but mm-hmm. I lost him at the mall while I was pregnant with kid number three, which is London. Yeah. So I'm running around the mall screaming for him there. Then, so I was having flashbacks to that. Mm-hmm. Um, running around the zoo, that whole area screaming for him. And the longer he's gone, the more scared I was getting. Um, I went up to one person who was not very helpful. And then I went, I was like, I'm going to backtrack as far as I can. Thankfully, there was an enclosed playground so she could watch all the four other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, went back to the little petting zoo area and i was just looking and the one girl's like what's wrong and i'm like i lost a kid she instantly pulled out her thing yeah. she's like what's he look like Da-da-da-da. another one came up she's like do you have your phone i'm like yes she's like do you have a picture i'm like yes i literally had taken a picture 25 minutes earlier mm-hmm. i took actually a single shot of each kid that was with us nice. just to have pictures of the kids and i was like mm-hmm. this it was like the literally best picture i could have had to be like this is what my kid looks like yeah um she called it up to security and they're like you know bring her up here and i was like first i was like oh god that means he's up there and then longer and she couldn't confirm that mm-hmm. and i'm like oh no they don't have him oh, that's them all that I could go through my head and yeah as soon as i saw him when we opened the door i was like oh they're like <laughs> he just went to, he went to the store he thought you guys left him oh wow. he thought that we left the zoo Mm-hmm. I was like, buddy, I'll never leave you. I will never leave you. Well, at least he knew what to do. At least everything. he knew what to do. Of course, this past week, he did the opposite of that. And um, I was picking him up from after school. Mm-hmm. We were walking around the school looking at things. Yeah. And he was walking significantly faster than me and wasn't listening. And I got up to the front office. I was like, I'm just going to wait up here until I, until he reappears. Mm-hmm. And the girl that's in charge was holding the door. But she's like, um, he's out there. I'm like, oh, what? He thought I left left him again mm. i'm like no 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 thankfully she yeah, no, i don't think you've ever intentionally left him no i'm never going to intentionally yeah. leave you in a public location <laughs> just to clarify just to clarify i don't leave him he, he's not he's not doing this because he expects you to leave him. no he's it's, it's just he's scared yeah and now he's like super he's like i thought you left me like i thought you left me that one time and i'm like oh, say no. <laughs> but it's terrifying each time oh, even yeah. though i mean we were at the yeah, school the second time out. right yeah so there there's my scariest thing that's really happened to me how about <laughs> okay uh well um uh, mine i i was probably uh maybe 13 or 14 years old we were we were at a it's uh called ogilby park in uh, wheeling west virginia and we were up there for a big family picnic thing and well we didn't want to hang out with the adults because adults are lame or rather right. my sister and our cousin and my sister's boyfriend didn't want to hang out with the adults. I wanted to hang out with the cool kids. Right. So I tagged along. And, uh, you know, it, just walking along a nature path and then getting to the woods and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I was a lot heavier uh, back then. I was probably like 325, 350, something like that. <laughs> and uh, so so they were like losing me on the path. And uh, mm-hmm. what should we call it? They just sort of took off. Mm-hmm. And so I took off after them. And there was a big cliff, probably, probably 35, 40 feet up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I slipped and I fell, grabbed onto the cliff yelled for them they didn't come back three three twenty five three fifty i managed uh, just the adrenaline of not wanting to fall i managed to hold myself there for about half an hour until they or at least it felt like half an hour it could have been five, five minutes, minutes. <laughs> but uh till they and, came back until they came finally came back and uh helped me get up and everything although mm-hmm. I, I still did most of the work well, i'm sure you but did. yeah for someone who's already afraid of heights to, like I, I'm crazy afraid of heights. I can't. I can't get on a, a six foot ladder. However, uh, roller coasters, you can do like nobody's business. I, I think that's because somebody else is responsible. <laughs> for, like I'm afraid of messing up on the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, so it was very terrifying. I, I had a similar uh, situation when I was a kid involving putting my head through a fence and not being able to pull it back out because my ears got stuck, and I was stuck there for a few hours until an adult. <laughs> 
uh, found me and was able to get me out again and everything. Oh. But yeah, everything having to do with heights. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Okay, let's see here. Uh, last question. Uh, Emery, do you ever like being scared? Sometimes, but not very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of depends on the environment. Like, I don't mind watching a scary movie or a scary show, mm-hmm. something that's going to creep me out. I'm going to have nightmares. Sure, I can deal with that. But anything real and interactive? N- no. Yeah. No, I don't want to deal with that. Yes. Homie, don't play that game. <laughs> see, uh, a lot of people get enjoyment out of scary movies and stuff. They just, they really don't scare me that much. And and so it's it's really hard for me to get that from them. Like, right. I can be like, oh, that's suspenseful. That was scary. But it, it's like kind of like an alien viewing a stand-up comic or something. Like, I understand that was a joke. Can you explain it to me now? <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, well, like I said, uh, you know, any sort of thrill rides, roller coasters, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm a big adrenaline junkie for that sort of stuff, which is really weird because in, in my normal life, I'm very safe. I'm moderated. Yeah. I hate heights. I can't do them at all. But I can hop on a roller coaster, like a sky coaster, like one of the swingy things. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I, I did that twice at, at Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh yeah, no, and no. Uh, absolutely loved it. So, yeah, I, I, I love being scared on rides and roller coasters at theme parks and things like that. Mm. But I, that's it for the idea box. As always, you can submit your ideas to, well, as of this week, because I just put the page up, universebox.com slash idea box and there's a, there should be a link right up top too mm-hmm. uh, at universebox.com okay well we're going to talk the 1996 scary movie uh, mm-hmm. Scream here in just a minute but first our friend Rebecca sent us a video to show how she helped her nephew conquer fear with the help of a little guy called Green Lantern my name is Rebecca and I have a young pal named Tyler he and I share a love of superheroes specifically of the DC Comics variety. His mom once told me that he experienced night terrors. From what I understand, night terrors are kind of like nightmares, but can be more dramatic and happen in the first two or three hours of sleep. Instead of being a dream, night terrors are more about the reaction of fear. When kids going through a night terror are frightened, parents can have difficulty comforting or reassuring them. And unlike a nightmare, the child won't remember having the night terror. When Tyler turned four years old this year, he wanted a Green Lantern-themed birthday party. At the party, Tyler wrote Green Lantern a letter, and when he and his mom went to mail it, the only person she could think of to send it to was me. Knowing what he had gone through, I thought GL should respond to him, because Green Lanterns are known for their willpower and their fearlessness. Who's that from, buddy? It's Matt! Hang on, hang on. It's Matt! It's Green Lantern! Yeah? You got mail from Green Lantern? I wanted to get him a fun gift. Whoa! What is it? So I bought him a power ring. Tyler, do you know what that is? What? Green Lantern sent you a Green Lantern uh, ring. Uh, yeah. That's our Green Lantern ring. <gasps> what? What? Who wants a big red lantern? But I also wanted to give him words of encouragement. Whoa, it's a Green Lantern card. Tyler, thank you for the letter. I'm glad you had such a happy birthday. In honor of your do- of your devotion to the Green Lantern Corps, the garden, the guardian of the universe, have assigned you the task of helping me protect Sector 2814. Yes! I have sent you a ring so you can begin your training. This ring has been has chosen you, not because you are fearless, but because you have the ability to overcome fear. You know what that means? It means that you have courage so that when something scares you, what happened? When something scares me, you can face it and be brave. 
Tyler's Night Terrors have helped me understand sleep a little better. I'm reminded to reduce my stress, have a routine bedtime, and get lots of rest. But they can also make me think about how fear is just a reaction. We can choose how we respond to something that scares us. We could give in to it. But Tyler is a great example of how we can choose to rise above it, be brave, and have hope. In the brightest day. In the brightest day. In blackest night. In blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those. Let those. Who worship. Who worship. Evil's might. Evil's might. Beware my power. Beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Green Lantern's light. She yes. gets me every time. <laughs> yes, and thank you very – like Rebecca uh, is going to have to be – which, by the way, you can follow her on Twitter at Derby Kid and her YouTube channel is Duck Milk Prod, I believe. <laughs> I think so. Um, but yeah, she better watch out. She's going to have to become a regular contributor if she keeps sending us vid- – because she had that great video about SNL last week. Yep. And uh, then and just, she keeps making me cry. Stop making, stop making cry. me cry. But no, keep, keep making it. Keep making me cry. It's good TV. <laughs> but um, I, I think Bobby. Okay, had a couple- Bobby had a couple things um, other than his fear of dying and mm-hmm. rejection and failure. Um, one time, his son didn't catch the bus and didn't come home for an hour. Um, he even called the cops and everything Whoa. looking for him, which I can totally see. I'm curious, what was he doing, Bobby? Like, how I, old was he when that happened? I, I actually, when I take my my our son out to uh, the bus every morning, I actually stand there until I see his feet step up on the bus. Oh, like I did too when I was taking him. Just because I've always been so paranoid about it. But I mean, it's going to be a couple more years and he's going to be going out on the, his own. I can't even imagine. No. You know why? There's two more following him. Oh, yeah. Somebody has true. to put them on the bus till third grade. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. We'll live at the bus stop. We uh, won't have to be afraid of, of that at all. No. Well, you never know. <laughs> um, but he also likes thrill rides, sometimes haunted houses, but hates horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Deborah says that she startles easy, but really can't think of anything she's scared of. <laughs> Excellent. That's right when I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, okay. I guess uh, next, uh, what, what's our next box? Our next box is dun 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 dun. Oh wait, hold on. See, dun, dun, the dun, time dun, I do dun, it right, dun, the Wonder Box. The dun, Wonder dun, Box. Do you like scary movies? Uh, we can really apparently go... some of us do and some of us don't. We could really go either way, but we're revisiting <laughs> um, the most meta slasher flick out there in the Wonder Box. It's time to review the rules of fear as we slice and dice the classic slasher flick. Scream! scream. And I also didn't say that right at the beginning. Do you like scary movies? Do you like scary movies, Bill? Sorry. Do you like do 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 you like do do do, do. do you like the Wonder Box, Anne Marie? Do you like rhyming summaries of plots? Okay. Um, <laughs> Sydney Prescott, what a life you have led. We know if we love you, that we'll soon wind up dead. The ghost face killer is loose around Woodsboro. He's studied scary movies. He's been very thorough. Slicing and dicing is the new teen dream. Time to get meta with Wes Craven's scream. Scream. I'll be right back. Scream. So, overall, uh, real quick, Rian Amory, what do you think of uh, revisiting uh, the 1996 film Scream? Memory. <laughs> um, this was one of my favorite movies when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, mine too. Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the amount of times that I've seen this movie <laughs> that when we were watching, I was like, "Where does? Oh, there's that part!" Like, when when was the last time you think you saw this movie? Though it's, it's has probably been, been ten years. Yeah, me it's too. Probably been 10 me years. too. Yeah, and I, I I liked it okay too. Uh, I, I I think uh, towards the end it kind of drug for me just because you know I I 
I can appreciate those uh, thriller like horror scenes like academically. I don't get the visceral reaction that some people do. So I might have fallen asleep for like two or three minutes. Uh, <laughs> two or three minutes. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, OK, I guess we should go ahead and get started uh, with the discussion here. Uh, one of the things that I, I had kind of forgotten about this movie and this movie series in general is that it's really a film all about the history of these characters, about what happens before uh, it happens. You know, Dimension Films and the movie starts and everything. I, now, like I said, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but the backstory of these characters uh, drew me in a, a lot to this movie back in the day. I remember reading all sorts of, uh, you know, there were pages full of theories about stuff that happened in the movie. Maybe maybe Billy and uh, Shaggy, what Matthew Lillard, uh, weren't the, actually the killers. Maybe it was this guy with the boots and the back and this and that and the other. Maybe it was Cotton Weary's second husband or I don't know. I, I'm coming up with fake theories, but there was a lot of stuff like that out there, especially when the movie first came out. And it was all it, it was all because they did a really good job of setting up this very interesting, very compelling backstory with Sidney Prescott mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, her mother being killed and mm-hmm. with the affairs and this, that and the other. And uh, I, I also thought it was cool that that backstory basically gave every character we saw, minus Henry Winkler. A, <laughs> oh, a, Henry a, Winkler. Who, who was also kind of a suspect there for a second. A very clear motivation to be the one doing the killings. I, and I also thought it was kind of interesting that it, the only two characters that, it didn't, that the backstory didn't point your finger at were Billy and Shaggy, Matthew Lillard. I still forget his character's name. Maybe I'll come up with it in a minute. But uh, the backstory didn't point to any clear motivators for them until the the end when we find out that Billy Billy what was it Billy's uh, dad or his dad had been having an affair with her mom yeah had been having an affair, but that was information we didn't know the entire movie so you know this whole backstory we're like oh uh, it has to be connected to the backstory so which one of these people and then Billy kind of throws the heat off of himself by getting captured mm. and everything so so you're not re- like I know I know when I first saw the movie I wasn't even thinking I Billy wasn't still an entry in my mind as a possible killer at that point yeah. I remember that whole thing like shocked me. The first time I was like, oh, mm-hmm. not them. It couldn't have been them. You could also call him a Billy or Johnny Depp Light. Yeah, depending. Johnny Depp Light for sure. <laughs> um, I did find it a little hard to watch it this time knowing that they were the killers because uh-huh. that has always just really stuck because I know some movies I can forget even something so major and mm-hmm. just be like, what was going on? No, this <laughs> I was just like, huh, there's so many like things. Little tells. There's so you know. many little tells. Yeah. yeah. Um. I did have a little problem with the phone calls, though, mm-hmm. um, because, okay, he wouldn't have been able to call from jail like they um, indicated. Well, did, did they know that he said that he used he basically said he used his one phone call to call her oh, okay. at Deputy Dewey's house, which, first of all, he wouldn't have the voice manipulator or the cell phone. Yeah, they they probably would have taken that off of him. They would have taken him, him, and that probably would have contributed <laughs> to the arresting thing. Mm-hmm. But um, shouldn't they have? Tr- I, okay, I put my things in, or- in wrong order. Ah, oh, the nineties. It took so long to cross reference <laughs> and track all the phone calls to the clone phone. But shouldn't they have been able to track the call to Deputy Dewey's house, especially if it came from the jail? Well, like, did, I don't think they ever even reported that one. No, did they? they yeah, didn't. Yeah, which was so weird. You're staying with a cop. And the you get a call from the killer and you're like, America. oh, I'm not going to tell him. No, nah, no, nah, not at all. Um, but I had the issue of why do you keep answering the phone? <laughs> 
like um, Drew Barrymore's character. Mm-hmm. Sorry, after the second one, I'm hanging up and I'm calling nine one one, and then yeah. the person's gonna get call waiting, mm-hmm. so they're not even. Then you're just gonna die. But the cops will at least fit on the way. That, that's an interesting question, though. Like, because I mean, very obviously, Billy and Shaggy, who I'm, I'm gonna keep calling him Matthew Lillard Shaggy. If you look at his IMDb or whatever, because uh-huh. I was like, I know he has to be in something more serious. No, it's like seventy five percent Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's a gig for life. I think uh, Natalie from the Facts of Life does Velma, and she's been doing it for like twenty years. Well, and or something. Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller. Yeah, there. Uh, I mean, there's your paycheck. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what was I even say? Oh no, it would be interesting. I, I wonder if uh, Billy and Shaggy would have followed through with the murders if there hadn't been a phone call, if they hadn't answered the phone, because they they very specifically set up the specific scenario because they had this whole meta thing, which we'll get into with horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they even would have followed through, or they would have just tried another time. No, I think they'd have followed through. Once probably. you're there. Probably. Well, especially because, like, the first one, they already had the dude mm-hmm. who's already there and tied up and beaten That's up. That's true. Like, That's true. you got to follow through on that, <laughs> um, especially once she ripped mm-hmm. the mask off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, like you were saying, though, 90s, like, whoa in this. Like, this yes. was, like, a perfect, like, time capsule <laughs> of, of the 90s. Just a few points I pulled up here. Uh, first of all, uh, when uh, Rose McGowan uh, mm-hmm. says to Sid- Sydney, why don't you come over? I forget what the movie was, but if you pause, I-, I hear if you pause it, you can see his penis. Mm-hmm. Like back in the, this was right before the internet hit and the web hit really, really big. So it, like, I-, I don't know if uh, younger people are aware of this or anything, but back then it was like, it was like a sneaker net sort of like underground network for getting illicit stuff. Not, not just like pornography or something, but even like, you know, at certain points in high school, like PG 13 movies, like. Like I knew a guy who would bring a backpack full of VHS tapes of PG-13 movies and he'd lend them out to all of his friends and then we'd bring them all back and stuff like That's that. That's hilarious. Yeah, because his, his parents would let him ha- have them and our parents wouldn't. So, you know. That's so funny. But, you know, now with the internet, they can just boop, boop, tor- torrent. It's all good. Torrent <laughs> and then delete and then mm-hmm. empty the garbage. Exactly. And also uh, the, the 900 numbers thing. Like, I, do they still even do these these pay-to-call hotlines? Like, I remember back when I was a kid, they had, like, you could dial, I think, 1-900-TURTLES and talk and hear a pre-recorded message from the Teenage Mutant oh Ninja Turtles. And, of course, like, the psychic hotlines. Oh, and yeah. The erotic phone lines and things like that. Like, I, do they even still have those anymore? I have no idea. I, I don't know. The not know. having TV mm-hmm. thing, I don't see any commercials, so I have no idea yeah about that and uh, another thing with that though is like uh would the basic premise of this movie even work anymore since the killers use landlines and most people have cell phones these days like right like and they use they use the landlines to verify that they were home you know so yeah i don't know yeah it seems it seems like i i'd kind of be interested to see the new scream movie now just to see how they handle that how they update it everything oh yeah and then the another thing that was interesting i thought was the uh was the computer that when Ghostface is chasing Sydney through her house, um, she uses the computer to call nine one one. Now I don't remember having that. I, I don't remember having it having a way to do that. But she used it's. I get, guess it was it was a deaf typer program. So hmm. I, I kind of wonder was anyone in Sydney's family deaf? I don't think well, there they was were. only three of them, and I highly doubt it. Yeah, well, I, there is a fourth one that comes in in Scream Three, I think. Oh. But he was kind of like estranged, like her brother, if you remember. He oh. was. Yeah. But but yeah. So yeah, I. But I don't think he lived in the house. Yeah. And I don't think he was Yeah, dead. she didn't know him. Yeah. But so I, I wonder, it, it almost looked like a Prodigy screen, like the old Prodigy mm-hmm. online service. So I, maybe it was a feature of Prodigy. Who knows? I don't remember that feature, though. We had Prodigy. And I, I also, th- but you weren't a deaf typer, were you? No, it's a negative there. 
But I also thought it was really funny that uh, I, the line that the sheriff had to Billy, uh, what are you doing with the cellular, cellular, cellular telephone, son? Because it was so rare for anyone to have a cellular phone right. back then. For a teenager to have one, that was like a big red flag for law enforcement. Right. Like either he's a drug dealer or he's the killer. Right. And he – had actually a very modern one for then. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like a little flip phone. It, almost. It, it, was, phone. it was almost the Nokia mm-hmm. that everyone had, the <laughs> Nokia. Um, but it almost – it was smaller than the reporter. Mm-hmm. And obviously she makes more money than he does. Yeah. Like – and she had the Zach Morris phone. <laughs> like, I need the cellular. I need the cellular. That mm-hmm. was just hilarious to hear not, – not even cell phone. It was cellular telephone. Yeah. Your cellular telephone device. Yeah, basically. I'm Walter Cronkite. Um, no, but there were also – in Wes Craven uh, was responsible for Scream. So it makes sense. There were a couple – I guess it's more 80s to uh, Freddy references. Yeah. There was the janitor who was dressed up like Freddy. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, – I believe Rose McGowan's character talking about how the last two Freddy movies sucked. And that I think that includes New Nightmare, which was honestly I, the only Freddy movie I ever liked. I've never seen one. Uh, New Nightmare, imagine if they did like a – it's kind of the difference between like – uh, Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Begins. It was kind of like the dark mm. reboot. And it was kind. Of, it, it was also set in a world – it was very meta too. It was set in a world where Freddy – there were Freddy movies. And then Freddy starts appearing in people's dreams in that world. Where, and, you know, Wes Craven plays himself in it and stuff like that. I really liked it. Interesting. For the meta stuff. And uh, one last 90s thing that I'd really forgotten about mm-hmm. was how obsessed as – like a really sort of like 92, 93 in like a big heavy march as we got up to 99, 2000, the obsession with the millennium. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was a, a line in here about like, oh, don't you know it's almost the millennium or something? That was a huge deal back in the 90s. Yeah. Like that, w- that was like a – which I guess makes sense because, you know – It was happens, a big thing. Happens every thousand years and we ha- got to be alive for it. Right. So, so that's kind of cool. Bragging rights if nothing else. Boop, boop. Um, OK. So one of my biggest pet peeves in most things is timelines as you may know. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out where things happened, when they happened, what time was it when it happened. <laughs> and this one made no sense and was no exception. Okay, day one. We find out that they were killed around 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very dark out. That makes sense. Day two. Sun is bright and shiny about 6.15, 6.30 when she's like, hey, I'll be there around 7. Okay, cool. I'm going to fall asleep here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. She wakes up at 7.30. It's pitch black. I'm like, that was a quick <laughs> sunset for it to go so dark yeah. and for the killer to appear mm-hmm. so early. They knew they were going to be – that she was going to be alone. So it kind of confused me. Um, Then day three, and this was the one that really got me. Okay. City curfew of 9 p.m. Stores are closing because of the curfew because we had to show that sign in every store window mm-hmm. Um, while it was still bright and sunny. So by what we've learned, it should only be 6.30. <laughs> I'm not closing two and a half hours early if I have a store. Um, then all these kids are going to a house party. Who are these parents letting their kids go to a house party when there's a killer on the loose? Well, to be fair, they're junior and seniors in high school. No, they, my mother would have never. Yeah. Many wouldn't. But remember, these these were kind of the popular kids, right? So, yeah, I wasn't the popular kid. Popular kids live by different rules, mm-hmm. which, uh, by the way, Deborah says in the oh, chat room that, that she remembers the parodies of Scream, uh, the scary movies and whatnot, yeah. uh, more than the actual film itself, which is fair. <gasps> and I, They're developing a series of Scream? I yeah, can't. a TV series. Oh, no. Which is like, how can you stretch that out to a whole TV series? Right? No. Um, but yeah, I, 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 from a practical standpoint, it, I'm, I'm assuming they just wanted the, the scary scenes 
night in the non-scary scenes not and right which i get Mm -hmm. but uh, be consistent like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna start closing all the stores at 6 30 say that the curfew seven that makes sense to me it kind of uh speaking of that it kind of shocked me how much some of the scenes felt like television level of production versus movie <laughs> like it felt like i was what like like in the the house party scene for mm-hmm. example and uh oh, one of the scenes with uh gail weathers i can't remember which one oh, but gail. i i think it, there were a lot of people around but it just felt it felt very much like sets like like we were on like it was an mtv like primetime show or something from perhaps back a little dawson's creek yes a bit. Yeah. Didn't he do? Uh, isn't he? Who did Dawson's Creek? I uh, thought it was. J- him. No, it was James Vanderbeek. No, 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 not oh. the actor. Please, please. Oh, the director. Yes. Oh no, Wes Craven didn't direct. <laughs> Wes Craven's Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I feel like well, there was like. I don't want to wait. <laughs> for our okay, fine. Blame the wine on that one. Okay, so uh, cheers. <laughs> I don't know. I just knew that there was like somebody that crossed over yeah. into like one of the really big movies that didn't mm-hmm. have the Dawson's Creek kids in it. See, I have to look now. Um, but okay, anyway, so go ahead. Scream. One of the big things about this movie, this was one of the first examples of meta, I remember, kind of like self-referential uh, media. I mean, it's very popular now. I, pretty much every TV series out there these days does a community, does a lot of meta humor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would say even like the more recent movie Birdman was very meta because... Kevin Williamson, sorry. But uh, it was very meta because they used a lot of different actors from superhero, fr- various big-time superhero franchises to make a commentary on superhero franchises. So it was very meta scream in the same way was very meta uh meta as a style was just starting to get popular around the mid mid 90s because of basic basically our generation it it was it was the first like post cable like kids who had grown up with cable i'm sure that the kids growing up with internet today Mm -hmm. will have different problems but we were just completely media and pop culture soaked we were you Mm -hmm. know the mtv generation yep so everything our, our entire lives uh we viewed through a pop culture lens yes like even even sex, you know, like the PG thirteen relationship right, yeah. uh, thing they have there, and I thought it was interesting. And you know, there's a lot of that stuff. You know, the rules, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But even Drew Barrymore's casting, the role she had in the movie, was a meta commentary of a sort mm-hmm. because she was originally cast as Sydney Prescott, but asked to play the part of the girl who gets killed off in the first scene instead because she reasoned that she was a really big star at the time. She had just come off the Wedding Singer, I think. Yeah. So she she was big bright star. So she reasoned that, uh, that if a star as big as her got killed off in the first scene that the audiences wouldn't know what to expect so right. she even her role in the movie was based on you know audience reactions and what the audience knew of the real life actors within the movie got it so meta and uh, i also just loved uh one kind of meta exchange i wanted to point out real quick was a uh, uh, Sydney says, uh, but this is life. This isn't a movie. And then uh, it, this is kind of, I mean, I know he's the killer, but this is kind of good life of advice, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- uh, he says, uh, <laughs> this isn't a movie. And then uh, Billy says, sure it is, Sid. It's all a movie. It's one great big movie. Mm-hmm. Only you can pick your genre. genre. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's just general good life advice. Don't go killing people. Don't go killing people. Um, I would just like to say that I just had the wrong person. It was Kevin Williamson, who was a writer on Scream and a creator of Dawson's Creek also mm. did I Know What You Did Last Summer The <laughs> Faculty basically he wrote the 90s for us fair enough um, so I knew that the two were 
intimately connected. Uh-huh. So because I was 15, <laughs> I knew this stuff like mm-hmm. nobody's business. Yeah. So, yes. Sure. Okay. Let me go back. Okay. Do, do, do. Okay. Oh, the costuming. Again, with the 90s and the cheesiness. Mm-hmm. Um, But the Scream costume, as you'll see right here, yes. seems so cheesy now. Oh, yeah. And- so ridiculously cheesy because you really hadn't seen that type of a costume beforehand. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like they, they had those types of costumes, but not like that. Right. Like, like they had like a, like uh, they've always had like a generic, like black hooded costume <laughs> for Halloween for, for as long as I can remember. But right. they, they didn't have like the elongated, like the Scream painting mo- uh, mask. Right. And the extra, I don't know. There mm-hmm. was just something very oh, I remember specific. from Scary Movie, the one that had like. The tongue. Yeah. The tongue. The, the kiss yeah. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that I don't was think fun. I've actually ever seen the movie, but I've seen that. I was like, I can't go see that. Yeah, it's making fun of Scream. It was in all the trailers. Again, I was 15. Um, so, oh, aging. Um, <laughs> but it just felt so weird. And again, I hate the fact that I knew the ending before the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, because I remember after every, I, the first time I saw it, it was just like, there's two killers. Obviously, one's on each porch. One's killing this, doing this. Then <laughs> they're working together. Mm-hmm. Um, duh, guys. Duh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, you know, one's making the calls, one's running mm-hmm. around killing. And the white, what are you doing? Hello, 1996, there's two killers on the loose. <laughs> um, but Do you like scary movies? Sorry. Oh, okay. How many costumes do you think they had? Well, uh, they, they do make the mention in the movie that they were pretty cheap and you could get them at just about any, like, five and dime, you know? Yes, I agree. But that's part of the problem mm-hmm. is um, I don't think anybody's going to not be, like, reported for buying another one after this started. That's true. Because the mask got mm-hmm. left every time. Yeah, I also was thinking because, you know, there were a bunch of kids running around pulling pranks with these costumes. I right. was like, these days, if this was happening and it's Oh, town, they'd all be arrested. No, they They'd all be they'd probably be shot. Like honestly. Oh, like, on, like like running like there's a serial killer on the loose in your town and you're running around in the same like costume yeah. in a school. Yeah. Uh, the the officer because I mean back then they, they didn't really have police officers in schools well, all the time. Well depending on where you were. Uh, yeah, mo- but just in general. We didn't exactly grow up in inner cities. Yeah, this is true. Uh but yeah, yeah, they probably would have been shot <laughs> <laughs> just for wearing those costumes, you know. Yeah. So um I do think it's pretty interesting though that the costume is still so popular. Mm-hmm. It's been like See it every year. Every year. That's what I was going to say. I've seen it at least the past two years trick-or-treating from like a fifth grader. Mm-hmm. I'm like, still? Still, guys? But it's probably <laughs> the cheapest costume. Yeah. So it's whatever. Everybody's like, it's a scream mask. And I'm like. Or is it cheap because it's licensed? Maybe it's super expensive. Well, probably not now. Back then it was probably like. Yeah, like probably like <laughs> through like 2001 or whatever. When, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So. So your brother. Well, something <laughs> I really loved about this movie when I used to watch it back in the day that I absolutely, I hated. It drove me crazy was the character of Randy Meeks. Yes, his last name's Meeks. We're not related. Yes, you as are. As far as I know. Spiritually, maybe. But uh, maybe not. Uh, now that I, I've reviewed the character so you know i when i watched this movie when i was a kid i, I loved him he, he he was the greatest uh he he was uh he was funny he was engaging he was smart he knew all sorts of trivia he was the guy who knew all the rules mm-hmm. and the last name of course was, was a little icing on the cake because i think it's the first time i ran across my last name in popular culture oh so uh gotcha. you know that was really cool too uh but now maybe it's because i i know jamie kennedy from like the jamie kennedy experiment from everything basically being a big jerk and everything he's done since then then, like I haven't. Uh, I did like his Rolling with Saget song. Uh, you should l- hear it sometime. Uh, maybe maybe on a future music box we'll listen to that one. Uh, but uh, you know, he just he grated on my nerves for some reason. The entire movie, like it felt like he was 
constantly like getting up and jumping in people's faces to try and be more clever than them or show off or something like that. He, he was sort of a big know-it-all in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. And it felt like he was amassing this knowledge just so he could throw it in people's faces mm-hmm. and amassing these this collection of uh, like impressions and comedic bits and things like that. And you could tell he had rehearsed it with the rules. You know, he, he was just when, when I was younger, I saw him as someone who had it all together, who was smart, who was with it. Now I look back on it and I'm like, this is a guy trying way too hard to fit in and failing miserably. And uh, so he had he had a lot of knowledge. He was smart, but not a ton of com- common sense. Like mm-hmm. he was very antagonistic towards characters. He shouldn't have been like uh, Billy and yeah. Shaggy. But how would and he know? They were his friends. Very true. Very true. But I mean, they friends right. <laughs> a little bit. They, they seemed a little sick of him too. But it, it made me happy to see him punch, actually, I will say. I, I thought he deserved it. A little bit. Huh. And it's hard to say that about a fellow Meeks, but on occasion you no, have it's to. Not. <laughs> um, so last but certainly not least, Drop Dead Gorgeous playing at the party before Tatum gets killed. <laughs> I don't know. Just it sparked me. I liked yeah. it. Classic but, film. Classic. Classic. Um, rest in peace, Rose McGowan, pre-cosmetic surgery. Yeah. you. There's there's a definite difference in her there's... now between now and then. And it's not just the age. <laughs> She may have aged down, if mm-hmm. you will. Very possible. Okay, so now it's time to decide whether or not Scream passes the wonder test. Does it make us feel the same wonder we felt when we watched it when we were younger? Anne-Marie. Okay, I'm biased, but yes. Yes. Um, last week we talked Vacation. This week Talking Scream both are very dated for their in their own ways. Um, but Vacation was kind of before my time, so I don't have that emotional connection with it. Mm-hmm. Scream, on the other hand, was my favorite movie all through, I don't know, was it middle school, high school, around there yeah. um, only second to clueless because i still <laughs> want to be share and have that closet um yeah things uh, as if uh, as if <laughs> uh, don't make me have to do that <laughs> um we had the entire monologue down um nice. actually i did that in theater class once i did a clueless monologue nice it's kind of awesome um but yeah some things were dated some things were so stupid but it still freaked me out because mm. i don't do well with blood mm. the end i like it <laughs> Okay, and as for me, I, and I think this is the first time we've not had the same opinion on one of these, I'm going to have to go with no. Uh, Scream does not uh, pass the wonder test for me. I've, been a, I've never been a huge fan of horror movies like I've mentioned about 20 times this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, what drew me into this one when I was a kid was the meta angle and uh, identifying with Randy. Uh, meta is so common now that it just wasn't enough to hold my interest and Randy got on my nerves. And also probably knowing the, the solution to the problem from the get-go probably tainted me. It, like I found it entertaining, uh, more so the front half than the back half, but it just didn't pass the wonder test for me. I, I wouldn't go back and watch it a billion times like I did when I was I 16. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, but why is the wine gone? Um, <laughs> no, I um, don't know if I necessarily go back and watch it a million times, but it's really mm. the only horror film I know. Yeah. I never watched any of the classics mm-hmm. um, because I don't like blood and guts and all that. And I think I may have seen like a third of a saw in college and I kept throwing <laughs> a blanket over my head going, I can't do this anymore. Give me vodka. Yeah, you don't you don't want any more of that. I didn't want any of that. I don't I don't do blood. So. Okay, well we have a, a couple uh, letters from you in the mailbox, but first we're going to tell you what's in the box for next week. So Anne Marie, what's in the box? Boop, 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 boop. I've smartened up a little. It's it's a mouse hat, a Mickey Mouse hat. So uh, what could possibly be in the box? Well. 
Next week, we will show you the world shining, shimmering, splendid. Do you like animated movies from the 80s and 90s? Good news. We're exploring the Disney Renaissance on the next Universe Box. If you don't know what the Renaissance is, it's basically that period from uh, The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid up through meh, Emperor's New Groovish, uh, depending on who you ask, uh, in Disney animation. Uh, so uh, tell us your favorite scenes from Beauty and the Beast. Did the Lion King make you cry? Everyone cried. Do you have a friend that reminds you of Flounder? You. Uh, tell us how Mulan <laughs> made a man or woman out of you. Uh, be our guest. Be our guest. Put our expert to the test next week on Universe Box. And yes, we will have an expert on the Disney Renaissance uh, who writes for Den of Geek, a very friendly guy. We're just uh, finishing up. Awesome. And we are going to be doing a Wonder Box. Mm-hmm. We're doing it a little different this time. If you would like to join us, um, we're going to be watching The Little Mermaid, but we're also going to be reading the classic The Little Mermaid tale and sort of compare and contrasting them. Yeah. and it, so. so it'll be about the same length, but we'll do half the movie, half the story, I think. Oh, we'll be good. that's not really how I was going to do it, but okay. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. We'll we have, we have six days. But anyway, we want to hear your thoughts yes. on uh, the Disney Renaissance movies and the period. You know, anything you want to send over to us, uh, you can always email us at uh, universeboxshow at gmail.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. Uh, the Facebook is facebook.com slash the universe box. Mm-hmm. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, right before we get into uh, the, the letters from this week, though... Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that uh, if you want to head over on to iTunes mm-hmm. and leave us a review, because we, we, I think we have five right now, but okay. if we got a couple more, we might be able to get into that new and noteworthy. And, and that you, would be nice. And if you leave a review, we'll read it on the show. Amory, you want to read this sure. one from Michael? From Michael Lucero. <clears throat> it's hard to describe Universe Box. So, 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 I don't know the Succinctly. word. Succinctly. Thank you. I'm <laughs> dumb. Um, but I have a feeling that's what Bill and Amory, the hosts, had in mind. <laughs> Bill is containing everything in the universe. Eventually, Universe Box is not not about anything necessarily. So it's a show about nothing, if you will. Um, if I had to describe the show, I would say that its most striking characteristic is its genuine enthusiasm. Woo! Um, each show covers a single topic, which is celebrated with real earnest enjoyment and with only the smallest shred of irony, something <laughs> very refreshing in an irony-choked culture. As with their other podcasts, Bill and AM's chemistry is the driving force of the show. His slapstick absurdism balanced <laughs> with her more even-handed common sense approach sorry <laughs> um i give the show four stars because it's just getting started and probably still finding its voice true that um but i have a feeling that when universe box does cohere when it does find its rhythm and gets going strong it will be one of the most fun podcasts out there to listen to Hopefully. michael lucero yes, thank you very much michael and yeah you don't have to leave a five star you can leave a one star or a two star or a three star or four star but write a little something if you don't mind yeah definitely like, and we'll read it on the show true that okay uh first up we have a letter from Tim. Uh, Tim says, Hi, Bill and Amory. This is Tim writing in with my about my two biggest fears. Uh, clowns. <laughs> For, <laughs> I have a clown on my shirt. Sorry, Tim. And, and I am kind of a clown. Sorry about that, Tim. I have always been scared of clowns. It started when I was five years old. My parents and I were visiting my grandfather, who happened to love the circus and had an entire room dedicated to the circus in his house. In this room was uh, a clown light fixture hanging oh from God. the ceiling, and it looked as though it was staring right at me. I was supposed to be sleeping, but that thing kept me up and ever since then I have not been able to look at clowns and whenever I see anything that has a clown on it I just have to look away as it gives me the creeps well I'm sorry if you watch this episode sorry Tim sorry Tim 
Okay. Um, yeah, I well, uh, he, hopefully he checked out the video podcast since I am dressed like a clown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, our next letter is from Jasmine. You guys are doing a great job with this box thingy. And yes, <laughs> never worry if you have to toss cardboard rumple. Oh, <laughs> we Ron, love cardboard. He's rumple. in mourning right now, apparently. Yeah, he is. He has a veil on. Veil. Um, and holy pope, your listener feedback, Woo's story, Bobby's story, and now Rebecca, all have been very heartwarming. I had mm-hmm. tears each time, tissue tears, not just pull down the long sleeve short kind um but the kind where you look around to check and see if anyone sees that you're streaming tears it's a wonderful warm feeling too thank you it says a lot about you too that you've created such a great community by the way you guys mentioned a kickstarter patreon thing (laughs) when you first started putting this box together get on that we did we did patreon.com slash universe box um all the best you both can't wait for more your shows make me and the world smile I love that. Yeah, thank you very much, Jasmine. We make the world smile. We, it, you can turn the world on with her smile. And Jasmine's definitely one of those people when we like hem and haw about getting something together. She's definitely one of those she people She pushes who, us. Yeah, she keeps our feet to the flame for sure. I actually think, didn't we create the Patreon like a day after we got that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we were just like, okay, Jasmine, right, Jasmine we'll asked. We got to do it. We got to do it. Okay, uh, so as always, uh, next week, Disney Renaissance. We want your stories about the Disney Renaissance. Email us, you Universeboxshow at gmail.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash the universe box. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we also do have a subreddit, Mm -hmm. which is reddit.com dot com slash r slash universe box and we're going to try and get a little more active over there yeah, as we that. go on hopefully uh we, we're trying we're, we're trying, trying. We, we have some of you in there modding and stuff we'll, we'll get there we'll get there it'll be good okay now for some takeaways real quick before we head out okay uh everybody's afraid mm-hmm. fear is an internal problem which means you have control of it mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's fun to be scared mm-hmm. and there's a monster under your bed right now <sighs> And he looks just like me. He's going to. Okay. So, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Um, You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone. And I write a whole bunch of stuff, including some delicious recipes at CrunchyCrafty.com. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, You can follow my books that I write, uh, Dog Boy Adventures, as I pull out one of the books to show the camera, at DogBoyAdventures.com. And you can follow both of our podcasts that we do, uh, GreetingsFromStoryBrook.com, which is our Once Upon a Time podcast. Coming back this week. Yes. uh, Because Once comes back this week. Ah! And uh, legendsofgotham.com, where we cover uh, the Fox show Gotham. It's a lot of fun. And also patreon.com slash universefox. If you could run over there and throw us like 10 cents, 50 cents, a buck, You got a buck bucks, a month, we'll whatever. take it. Uh, we, we'll, we'll take it. And it'll help us, uh, you know, keep funding up the new equipment See and everything. See this fuzzy animal I'm talking into? See these gigantic mm-hmm. things on my ears? They need updated. And to our credit, we did put a grand into equipment before True. we even set up the Patreon. Yep. You got a new board. You got <laughs> a lot more memory or okay. something. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, things happen. Join us next week for Disney Renaissance. We're very excited about that. Renaissance, as some people say. Renaissance. And until next time, remember Remember to to think think outside. outside. Do not adjust your computer screen. It's your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe box.